Welcome back to another episode of the Ring 'em Up podcast. We got a special one for you guys today. We got my man Jose uh, on here with us today. Uh, bringing him on, he wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on in the game. We got some exciting news going on. So, Jose, we love that you're here with us today. Um, go ahead, tell everybody just a little bit about yourself and your background with the game, man. Well, you're barely the lead, man. So, I'm the first guest on Bring 'em Up. And beyond <laughs> that, that's, that's in itself an amazing thing. So, you know, I grew up around the game. And it was my first love beyond anything else. My grandpa introduced me to this game and showed me love for the boys in blue. I moved over here to Salt Lake City, Utah when I was a freshman in high school. And I played baseball here at the high school level. And I was able to make it to a JUCO. I won't say the name. But that's where, I, you know, me and Hummy fortified our friendship. And that's where we're at now. Beyond the baseball stuff, I'm a three-time failed podcaster, so I might have a little <laughs> bit of experience how this goes. But nothing like the round ball, nothing like baseball, man. Baseball is my passion, my love, and I'm here to share it with you guys, and I'm excited to be on. Oh, yeah, man, we're excited to have you. I mean, a little bit of, uh, like he said, we were roommates. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for Jose, I probably would have never played college ball. He was the one that got me up to a College of the Siskiyous. He don't want to mention it, but, hey, ain't no shame in it, man. You know what I mean? I loved where it was at. It was a great experience for sure, but that's honestly where our relationship started, and um, obviously we played against each other through high school yeah. and everything like that. So um, we built that relationship and came home and, you know, very fortunate that it continued and it's gotten to where it's got to. But on to the baseball world and on to what we got going on here. As a lot of you guys know, well, probably most of you guys that actually listen to this, we are from Salt Lake City. We are st here in Utah. And news just broke out this week about um, – the possible expansion of trying to bring an MLB team to uh, to Salt Lake here. The Millers put, put in a big effort, I guess you could say, into trying to make this happen. So, Carlos, first of all, how are you doing today? We're good, man. We're here. We're alive. We're healthy. It's a good day. It's a blessed day, right? Blessed day. How do you see – what do you see with this expansion, man? How do you see this moving forward? I'll be honest with you. This uh, When this first came out, it was shocking. I did not think – Baseball would ever be, professionally anyways, apart from the Salt Lake Bees, I didn't think we'd ever have an actual MLB team here. Never. Never in a million years did I think that. I didn't think we'd have the people. I didn't think, I don't know, in my head, it just, it makes sense going elsewhere, you know, somewhere a little more populated, somewhere a little more popular. I mean, nobody ever really comes this Salt Lake to vacation, so that's why in my head it didn't make sense at first, but I mean, you know, there's some good points to be made about it. I mean that's very true. I mean my thing my thing is going to be do we have the fan base? Do that's we have yeah, exactly. do, we, do we have the people to back up an MLB team like exactly. that? So I mean. to that point and I don't know how many points of you have over there Carlos but you know Salt Lake City is now the fastest or Utah itself is the fastest growing state in the United States, right? And if you look at Ogden all the way down to Provo which we're we're talking about 55 miles, 60 to 55 miles, right? Mm -hmm. And with our transportation, you can get to places within an hour, within an hour. That's very true. And in you know major metropolitan cities, to get to a stadium is going to take you that long anyway. And we have the ability to get there via tracks, via you know your car, the front runner. You have all that. And so our population in that pocket, you know, this market, and it's hard. It's crazy that when you look at the numbers, we're bigger than four current major league cities right here in Salt Lake City. We're bigger than San Diego, believe it or not, media market, hmm. right? We're bigger than Cincinnati, Kansas City. So those teams have been around for a long time. They've gone through That's ups true. and downs. But you also got to think about, and one thing that was noted by our current governor, Spencer Cox, he said that we're, we're always seeking experiences and we have love to support our own. Look at the Jazz. They usually have great attendance, even though they're not putting the best product on the court. We have love for that, and we will make it happen. I think something new with the second youngest population in the United States will make it that people would want to support and be out there. You got to think the pride that would come with Utah being on the map because we take a lot of things as disrespect here. Like, oh, you're not going to go to Utah. Why go there? Because it's stupid. It's boring. Right. It's boring. It's yeah. a shack in the... Exactly, right? So then when we have something that it got branded, and we'll dive into a little bit more. I know you got some good notes over there. When we got something that's our own, and think about expansion. Expansion doesn't mean relocation. We'll get into that a little bit. It's going to be something brand new. That's true. People that, like brand new. That is very true. And, I mean, especially with the game, the way it's changing and all the rules and, you know, it being more excited. Like you said, a young fan base, I can definitely see it building. 
But I still got my worries, man. I mean, it is Utah. I it's mean, not zero percent, man. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say zero percent chance, right? No, yeah, I agree with that. Hey, I mean, Carlos, load up the clip. What do you got on this? No, well, I got I, plenty of notes. Over I, here. You got? I I have pros and cons to it. I think where they want to build the stadium, which is right there on North Temple and Redwood is, you know what I'm talking about, right there with yeah, the rocket. Yeah. That's a perfect location because the tracks. airport's right there. The tracks, tracks unload right it. there. Runs yeah. Through it. And you're literally, what, a block away from downtown? Yep. Which, I mean, is more for, like, a visiting team. I'm thinking, like, oh, they have hotels and places to stay like for that. For sure. And another pro, Utah's a great place to raise a family. Yeah. And, but my thing is North Temple is a sketchy, sketchy street. That would all have to get cleaned up Don't bad. you worry about that, man. That'll, well, yeah, no, that'll have get, to get cleaned up. I know that, but. Don't you worry about that. Look I the, just think. Like, think about what the Rams did in Inglewood. Right. You go to a Rams game. And there's plenty of blocks. You don't have to worry about shit. Well, I mean, and it's not even the surrounding. I mean, I've been to the Bronx. The Bronx is yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a sketchy place, man. I love New York. I love the Yankees, but the Bronx is kind of a scary place to be, you know, by yourself, a visitor. Like, and Salt Lake's nowhere near what the Bronx is. But I think it's a perfect location. The airport's ten minutes away, if that. I mean, you're there in five minutes. I don't know. I just I have my doubts about the whole fan base actually showing out. That, like, that's 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 my, my thing. Yeah, that's my biggest. Concern I also. Too. And I don't know. I mean, the Utah Jazz don't play here on the Sunday for a reason. Facts. What effect would that have on a professional team here? Yeah. Baseball-wise, I mean, like, they're going to have to play a Sunday here. Is yeah. that going to be an issue? That'll be a non-negotiable. You know, I would hope so. Well, in baseball, it would yeah, have to sure. be. Yeah, for sure. It would be a three, four-game set. Sundays is a conclusion of one of right. those guys. I'm so. just – because never – I mean, like, the BYU don't play Sunday. Like, it's just – and I just – I would hate to think that that would affect the decision at all, which it shouldn't. But that, I mean, but like you know how, in the state of but Utah you know how everything does. else is yeah. here with the alcohol, with everything. Yeah. You know how. So, so I, I hit you up because uh, I was very passionate about this. So I got a lot of stuff. So let me go for it. Go for it, man. Let me go off real quick. So uh, a couple things here. So the group that is highlighting this potential move to Salt Lake City is Gail Miller and the Larry H. Miller Group, right? So those that aren't familiar with Salt Lake City, Larry H. Miller was a car dealership magnet that had many dealerships across the Rocky Mountain area, multiple states. Now, he passed away in 2009, left the company to Gail Miller and the trust, and since then, they continued and continue to grow. A couple things here that made some big, that they, the Miller company has done. So in 2021, they sold all their dealerships for $3.2 billion, divested a minority share excuse me, majority chair in the Utah Jazz for $1.66 billion to Ryan Smith in 2020. We're talking about five bill Damn. that they were able to get over the last three years. Five bill. And did they sit on that five bill? No, they didn't sit on that five bill. Gail Miller and the trust invested in businesses, including healthcare, real estate. And as you know, if you got into real estate in 2020 to 2022, you came out pretty good. Oh, yeah. And also lending. And essentially, this project this this endeavor that gail miller's going after is something that they feel they owe larry h miller as he was a very big fan of fast pitch softball and thus also a big baseball fan and again like i got told you earlier carlos and homie we're talking about private funding and when it comes to a team and the stadium build major league baseball nfl alike they don't like to go ask cities for money anymore. They don't like to go ask states for extra taxes to build a stadium. They're going to go and go where the money's already done with. Right. Well, we see that with Oakland. Check it out. Check it out, right? Yep. So that's where I'm going with this. So when we talk about expansion, because everybody on the comments on Twitter, when they got announced, we're quick to say that's stupid. I could think of 10 other cities where this is better. And yet, Vegas is definitely a hot city, and it's almost a foregone conclusion they're going to get a team, but they're not going to get a new team. They're going to get a relocated team and possibly the Oakland Athletics. So then again, that's a zero-sum transaction. Now we talk about Nashville. Nashville is a big emergent, the Las Vegas of the South, right? A lot of money out there, a lot of country singer investment, a lot of entertainment investment. They could take the Tampa Bay Rays for all that we know. Relocation. You think, ta you think Tampa moves out of – you think the Rays move out of Tampa? I think they Florida, got to. Florida's fucked. They got They're not going to give them money. Like it's, it's been an ongoing issue. Uh, they look what they're doing, man. They they were thirteen and zero, and we'll talk about them a little later. They they can't even get more than eleven thousand fans there. They can't fill their stadium, and, even playoff games last year. And the thing is, like the Rays ownership, and and we're gonna not get too crazy in this, but they they know how to make it with the money that they have. They're not doing bad. They yeah. could do better. Now, we're talking about we're talking about Nashville possibly taking the Tampa Bay Rays. We're talking about Vegas taking the A's. 
Rob Manfred in 2021 said, I want to get to 32 teams at the NFL. More teams, more money, more revenue, more revenue sharing, more money, right? So that doesn't still solve that issue. We still have 30 teams if that were to happen. If we were to get Oakland to Vegas, Tampa to Nashville, theoretically, we're still at 30 teams, right? So what are some cities that have made some bids for new teams? We're probably going to go venture to Canada again with Montreal. Yeah. That's almost for sure going to happen. Fans have showed up. They they represent. They have been showing up for the Blue Jays, another Canadian team that has been there before. So be fine. So let's scratch that off. That's thirty-one, right? So who does Salt Lake have to compete with now? Mexico. Portland. Get there. Portland has a group. Uh, ironically, led by Sierra and a couple people that I never would have thought this, bro. Really? Yeah. So they have a group. Portland has its own vibe. Portland's kind of weird right now. It's yeah. always weird. But the thing is, money, bro. Yeah. To Bill Gail Miller. I got that shit. Yeah. Okay. She, she can drop it real we quick. got that shit. So, money talks, man. You know how that goes. Yeah. We had no, absolutely. When we had, and the thing is, what what Salt Lake has that I haven't seen any renderings in Portland is that because we had a host the NBA All Star. Sorry, bro. I'm going crazy. Yeah. We have the All Star game here recently. We have motherfucker. We have the. <laughs> for, we, for those of you <laughs> listening, real quick, we are watching the uh, Cubs and Dodger game and. Uh, it looks like Young Gomes went deep. Fuck. Yeah, went up deep right now, taking the so Cubs washed, up. So bro. Is that no, what? Tie ball, game. tie ball game. Oh. No, no, bro. It's no. not tie? No, man. They was... were up right now, 2-1. Oh, anyway. I, was, I was looking at it backwards. Three, anyway, one, anyway, two. anyway. Uh, <laughs> sorry, man. That threw me off. So what I'm saying is that we have a proposed site. The, the ownership group here in Salt Lake, they went as out there to go consult with the Atlanta Braves architects that built SunTrust Enclave, really, because it's right. not just a stadium. I haven't been there before when I read they have a whole community, residential, commercial, and the stadium, and apparently that's the gold standard now for what they want to do, and they're proposing that on this 100-acre plot of land that they have secured through Rocky Mountain Power. So that that's land's a already for, been secured? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. So, so that okay. that told, so if we get a major league baseball team or not, that's going to be another city center, no matter what. So I think, and I think that's why, and that's Salt why Lake, this is serious. Yeah, that's and, why I think Salt Lake is a legit. And then another thing too is that there's a rule that you can have a AAA affiliate within 75 miles of a major league team the because boom, that's why they're kicking them out. Yeah, when that when I was like, why the fuck are we moving them to daybreak like, to look at townhomes and yeah. shit <laughs> instead of instead of being downtown and like yeah. bring money? So now you see it, right? Yeah, okay. And now, so the other thing, right? And you sprinkled on it. Well, there's one more city that I'm not going to dive too into. Charlotte, Charlotte again. They they have the Panthers. They have you know they have their thing. They're 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 not going to be a big player because then again they have to go secure that funding. Yeah. I don't think the Panthers owner has the appetite because that's what the guy they were saying. I don't think he has the appetite to go after that. So now you brought up Mexico, right? Yes. Mexico, Mexico, Mexico will definitely, definitely support a major league baseball team. But then what's going to happen out there is 1919 Black Sox, bro. Like there's a, a lot, lot of there's a lot of sketchy. Let's just say let's just say exterior motives, exterior factors that can cause. Games to be influenced in a way that Major right. League Baseball may not uh, want it. That's true. So they're going to have to go over there, and they're probably going to get everything they want. But if they didn't want what come, the collateral that comes with that, and they probably don't. And yeah. well, and it's oh, worth mentioning, no like would. out there, you don't know how stuff runs. You know, financially, Correct. you don't know where that money's really Correct. coming from. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to say it's clean or not clean, but a lot of it, you know, a lot of the times it's not clean money. Word to the Padres, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just play. <laughs> That brings a good point, yeah. man. Everybody's guys, getting hundred mil over yeah, there. These guys found money. Who knows from where? The <laughs> owners walk around like a stick up his ass. Probably has, he's probably all sorts of sweat. Seth has got that dude in a chokehold. You better make this team fucking good. So, so to, to put a bow on this shit, the, after all that we went through, is that this is a very serious offer because money and pre-made renderings and 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 actual models. Are more than just early stage. They spent real money on this shit. They spent real money on getting obviously the plot of land. Yeah. But beyond that, they spent really money on factoring what it's gonna look like. Right. And we haven't been alive for an expansion team. Um, because Washington Nationals weren't an expansion team. They were Montreal Expos, right? Uh-huh. And the last expansion team was the Diamondbacks, and I was like five years old, so I don't even know how that even worked. Right. But wouldn't that be exciting, right? Like let's say your favorite team. 
they have to give up six, seven players on their forty man roster, and this new team has to pick from there. Right, It'd be some crazy cool no, things. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be cool as shit. Like you'd be like, oh damn, man, I got we got to give up. Jordan Walker, I'm scared. Hey, man, <laughs> relax, bro, relax. Nah, man, but but it's exciting times to be in 801. Exciting times to be in Utah because it looks like why can't we have it all, man? No, definitely. Why can't man. we have it all? Why can't a state like Utah say what you want to say about our state? But we're a well-run financial state as we have a really strong labor market, we have a really strong housing market, and we have a lot of fiscally responsible young people that are getting after it. We're gonna get rewarded for that. So that's what I hope for. That was my TED talk. Oh man, I'm glad we brought you on no, because absolutely. that's a lot of information that I honestly had no clue about. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that in detail with the Millers and you know how a lot of this stuff has already been. You know, it's it's already in the works. I guess yeah. you can say pretty much with the lamb being bought. You know, and all that, and them going out for advice from other teams and stuff like that. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. I mean, if I would have put that much attention in school, I would be straight. <laughs> but I, You'd have but, been a lawyer or something. Some shit, bro. You'd have been working on a brain right now, bro. <laughs> hey, but for real, though, you get an MLB team here. Y'all changing teams? Not at no. all. Not at all. So, let me tell you what happened. Absolutely let me tell you, not. Let me tell you, let me tell you this real quick. I'll be a senior ticket holder, right? Oh, And I'll sure. probably be my second favorite team just because of yeah. locale, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you tell me Dodgers come to town, bro, I'm Cheating on these fools so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'm, you would definitely support the product no, because because you would be so happy to have that in your backyard. Well, and man. it's like it's like the same said, with the Jazz. Like I'm not a huge basketball guy. Yeah, me but either. when people ask me what's your favorite team, I'm the Utah Jazz fan. Oh, Just because sure. I live here, I support them. I go to their games. It's easy for me to get there. Like it'd be the same thing here. I'm a Yankees fan. Growing up a Yankees fan, I will never change. But this would be my number two team if we had it here. Oh, without a doubt. And considering that we live, what, 10 minutes from the where The we're thing is, like, literally. I think you guys, and obviously, you know, we're in a unique space where we really love the game of baseball that we don't take for granted when we go see a Major League Baseball game whenever we get a chance, right? right? Like, I'm a Dodger fan, but I'm a baseball fan first. Right. Like, I'll go watch a game Whoever. anywhere. I don't Whoever. care. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And that would make it where that feeling you get, when you walk into the stadium, you smell the grass, you get mm-hmm. a beer, you like sit down. And, just the environment. And you're man. able to just like take it in. And, yeah. and nobody sees a game like former players does. Like I could sit there and it could be 1-0 and I'm having a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know I, mean? I agree 100%. And it's, it's going to be cool shit. Uh, by all means, man, It's if we see it through. I mean, look, we're looking at maybe 2025, the earliest. It'd be some cool shit. Man. Two years, man. That ain't too far out. Once you really sit no. back and think about it, that I mean, feels I, like tomorrow. And what'll be cool about it too is that you know, more likely, if it gets approved and they want to hastily make this plan go through, we'll probably get some games at Smith's Ballpark while they built the new shit. That's probably too. And that'd too, be so cool, man. So let's just assume you know this is the state gives them the okay, MLB gives them the okay, we get the team. It have to have a retractable roof, right? No, not here. No, no. If Minnesota don't have one. Why are we gonna have one? I just feel like those early and games. And why, why, why would you not? Why would you not play to the elements, man? You're 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 gonna be mile high junior. Yeah, true. You're gonna I have players. You're gonna have, so pitchers won't want to come here. But fucking hitters. Say, we ain't gonna get no good pitchers. We're, over gonna here. Get, we're gonna get shitty pitchers. But I mean, <laughs> we're gonna see a lot of bombs. You know what's yeah. crazy? When Jeff Passan on Twitter posted that it happened, you know, because everybody wasn't paying attention because a lot of local people were putting it out there. Like yeah. a lot of local reporters were, and it wasn't getting many bites. And obviously, when ESPN did it, boom, you know, everybody went crazy. A lot of people underneath are like, man, I played there. For the, Justin Bohr, he played for the Beast. Yeah. That man hit Tankster all the time. Shit's fun. And they Torrey know. Hunter, man. I actually got to talk to Tori about it for a little bit back when I was playing with uh, Pine Bluff. Nice. Oh, yeah. I got to sit. I got to. We were in the dugout at, uh, where are we at? TCU, I believe he That's was there so for fucking, our game. So, so we got to sit there and cool. talk about it for a little bit. He did mention how much he loves Salt Lake and, you know, everything about it. So hearing, you know, there's people that do like it and do want to, you know, I yeah, bet man. there's a lot of people that do want to see it happen. So it'd be awesome, man. It'd be awesome. It's exciting, man. Exciting times for sure. But yeah, man. Present day shit, though. Let's do present day shit, man. Shit. We're we're uh, recording Friday night, and it looks like the Tampa Bay Rays have lost their first game. They finally get knocked 14 down. Fourteen fucking games into the season, and they finally lose their 13 first. Thirteen and one, man. That's unbelievable, man. I mean, to see a team do that—that's probably that. That's what I think the second best. Start so, to a so season. modern modern time, it was it was the second best. But if you go to a team that no longer exists, the Sally, the, the, the St. Louis Maroons, yep. in eighteen eighty four, sounds like they just played each other and then they counted <laughs> the wins. They won, was it nineteen in a row, or some shit? Yeah, but stupid, thirteen yeah. in a row, uh, you know, best in modern day baseball, like, and for what they did, nothing to sneeze at. Um, no, I mean, no. that's impressive. I mean, like we were talking about it, like you said, and even like you said earlier, right? I mean, these guys don't go out and they don't spend money. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They find they find a pitching rotation every year. It seems like, and it's always someone new that's stepping up. Well, so. and that's what that's what I like to bring up. Taj Bradley, their top pitching prospect, comes in against the Red Sox, and again, the Red Sox are no you know dynamite team. They're not going to win the division. They're Come not. From me, uh, yeah, they're not a powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't no powerhouse team. He comes in, throws five innings, three earned runs, eight strikeouts. I mean, these guys just come in and just dice. They, they, Every single guy they have in their they develop, rotation, you know, in their AAA, anywhere. They, they, just, they just have guys that throw the ball very well. Over the last couple of years, man, they develop pitchers like I have never seen an organization develop because it's one guy after the next. Whoever gets called, they're ready, and they're ready to go now. It's yeah, impressive. man, that's, that's one thing that uh, that, that their arms, man. Top to bottom, bullpen arms, everything, man. Yeah, everything. They, they make it happen. And and some of these guys that they get, they go and find success elsewhere. They have something there, a factory that turns them over. Yeah. And, I mean, they, they have an eye, too, for acquiring bats. Not bats that they may have developed, but bats that they can go find. Right. I mean, Randy Rosarena yes, sir, from man. fucking St. Louis, yes, man, sir. bro. Yes, sir. I'm yes. pissed off, man. Yes, St. Louis has done a great job of getting rid of great bats recently. Uh, Can't win them all, though, man. Can't Randy Orosarena being one of them. You know what I mean? I mean, they have the, they did get a pitching prospect from them, but they don't want to bring him up for whatever reason. John Mozeliak over there doing what John Mozeliak knows how to do best and, you know, putting everything on a hold as long as he can. So. Hey, man, that's you guys, man. <laughs> how do you think the uh, – what's it? Who is it? Jeffrey Springs? Right? Ow, How do you think that, that hurts, injury kind of kind of hurts their rotation? I Don't mean, find another fucker and plug him in. <laughs> well, the <I'm> teach, they're, <laughs> they're gonna call someone else <laughs> yeah, up. Right. He's gonna be just as effective. I think uh, from what it's, I heard it was a uh, uh, forearm tightness or elbow tightness or soreness or something like that. Yeah. I'd, so hope. I mean, I, as soon as I saw it, I thought Tommy John. I was like, dude's done for the season. Yeah. We're not gonna yeah, see him again. Pretty, it could be a pretty tough one. But for sure. It says nerve discomfort. Expected minimum two months, but yeah, I mean, no, realistically he, here, like, yeah, I mean, an injury like that, you're probably gonna linger. You might come back, get a start or two, and you probably see no. the IL again if yeah. that. You know what I mean? Well, and I mean, they're getting Tyler Glass now back at some that's, point. That so is true, he is coming back. Like I, like Jose said, you just fucking, you know, one guy goes down, here goes the next guy, Here's just next as guy. effective. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. The thing with the Rays, though, they've been a staple in the AL East as far as being competitive. Yeah. They haven't been a pushover for a man shit in more than almost a decade now. I mean, they compete for that division yeah, every I, year. You know, they, they stay relevant, right? Yeah. And uh, they're not going to go out and get a splashy midseason acquisition. I no. don't think they're going to do any of that shit. But they are going to reload possibly with Tyler Glass now. Um, I mean, they have a couple other guys in the minors. They always find ways to bring in. And what we're looking at is how sustainable is that offensive explosion that they've had, right? Because in the AL East, you have to bang. Today, they lost to the Blue Jays. But Jose, another team that bangs. Yeah, another team that bangs, right? And then Yankees are going to get healthy, you know, eventually on the offensive side of the ball in the pitching rotation. And on paper, they're going to be the favorites still, even though it's, you know, the Rays have, you know, a five, six-game lead. But you can lose a division in April, but you're not going to win one. That's true. That's very true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You, like, the, the saying goes, you know, you can go, you can go off on a torrid start. And it all doesn't really matter, but on the ladder, if you start like shit, usually that's what is the the prevailing thing that can go bad. So, AL East, man, I still say second best division in baseball. Second best? Who you got to be in the best division in baseball? NL East, man. And tell me no. NL East being the best division yeah, in baseball. Yeah, tell me no on that. I mean, I can definitely see the argument, you know what I mean? I mean, top to bottom talent, I mean, it's the NL sorry the AL East has a lot of fire has a lot of big names but the NL East you have talent young and old and all over man yeah but the NL East I mean to me you kind of have a little bit of a you you have you have the Nationals and you have Miami that the thing Come even on. even with those teams though, like there's there's some bright spots there. Well, yeah, but there's bright spots, but I mean, are those bright spots going to really well, give you a chance to kind of to, to really even compete for a wild card at that point? No, you know what I mean. And I, I guess and, if you're talking about the most competitive division, then at that point, you know, we're going to look at the AL East as everybody's going to possibly be 500. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. The worst team in the NL East is the Nats, and let's say the worst team in the East for the AL is the Red Sox. The Red Sox, and yeah. the Red Sox are not a bad team. No. It was the I mean. Orioles, but the Orioles, I mean, they're Orioles a good team. They're looking good. They're now. a good team, and that's Adel- why. Adelie, I think Adelie Rutschman is going to be the cornerstone that turns that franchise around for the next couple of years to come. Man. He'll, be, he'll be the foundation. You know what yeah. I mean? That guy. But he was one of the dudes, though. They got a lot of dudes coming. 
Yeah. Well, Gunnar I mean, Henderson was another one, right? Yeah, you haven't seen Grayson a whole lot. Grayson Rodriguez, you another have, one. You haven't seen a whole lot of gu- at a gunner, you know what I mean? Like you did with Adelie. Well, not Adelie. yet. Adelie came in, and, and day one, that dude was, boom, I'm here, and I'm ready to go. Gunner, you're like, yeah, he's still trying to like ease his way. Yeah, he's still you young. Know? He's still young. Yeah, okay, but you could have said the same thing about Adelie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Adelie said, I don't care, man. But Adelie, my- man, Ooh. Adelie's been that guy, man. Yeah, he was that guy when he was with uh, Oregon mean, State. Oregon State. He wasn't Natty. He's yeah. not. He's not a. He's been in big moments. So like he he was the presumptive number one pick, and then beyond that, he stepped into a team that didn't have much expectations. So he was able to really grow into who he Just is. Just kind right? of do his thing. And right. Get into but they have a ton of guys coming up, man. I mean, they got the guy that they got from Arkansas, Hurston, Kirstead, whatever. He's yeah. a power hitting guy. Um, they're gonna be getting all these other guys coming through the system. You know, fucking Matt Halliday's son eventually is gonna join them, bro. Yeah. And from all tell factors, he's gonna be a beast too. So, Oriole, if you're an Orioles fan, you're happy. Absolutely, no, oh, you gotta be excited. If you're an Orioles fan, you're happy. Um, you're excited. You're excited so being an Orioles fan right it, now. It's time. Sure. It is time. But uh, shit, man. How do you see your uh, Dodgers over in the West, man? I oh, mean, shit, we're driving over there. Anyway. Oh, dude, we're jumping right into it, man. You're the probably one of the biggest Dodger fans I know. And so I, I've told Carlos, I'm sure you've heard in the previous episodes. I think the Dodgers' uh, reign in the West is coming to an end. I think they're. Uh, it's. I think the Padres are just becoming too good. The way Bogarts is kind of playing and really taking over that position, you're still going to get Tatis back, which steroids or not whatever the dude's the dude's gonna do what the dude can do you know what i mean so i think their reign is done we were talking about it before the show and i was watching their lineup and i'm like who the hell are these guys like who is this team you know what i mean so the dodgers are are testing the fan base this year where they wanted to get below the luxury tax and really didn't go after any big ticket free agents aggressively you know there was a big hole at shortstop and they're like ah we'll, we'll give gavin lux a chance Who's to say Gavin Lux is not a 300 hitter? He he was a top draft pick as yeah, well. Yeah, but he hasn't shown it. I mean, it's not like he, but, not like he hasn't been in the league. But but a Dodger fans are like, okay, it might be time. It might be time where the ownership groups like, look, we put all this money in this shit. We got a Mickey Mouse ring. I said, it. and um, a Mickey Mouse ring. And, <laughs> and we're we're winning. We're the Atlanta Braves of the 90s right now. And are we going to keep putting a product out there that was costing us, you know, luxury tax dollars, and we're not getting over the hump? And the thing is, in the last 10 years, I haven't seen a Dodger team quite like this one where we look at the depth and it's razor thin. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're really we're putting our, our hopes in prayers and a lot of young guys to turn the corner. Not turn the corner where they're just maybe, you know, sly contributors. We're putting our chips on the, all in in the middle for these guys to be key pieces for them to be great. James Outman might be a dude. Sac- Sacramento State guy, football yeah. guy background, comes up. He's slugging like over a thousand right now. OPS, very freak athlete. Replaced Cody Bellinger so far is doing well, but you never know. The moment can get big for these guys. Any moment, the lights exactly. can get really bright. Do it. Miguel Vargas was the uh, minor league player of the year two years ago, and now he's penciled in as the everyday, the, the everyday the every well not shortstop. He's he's playing second and third. Uh, they got Miguel they Miguel Rojas from oh, Rojas yeah, yeah, so, is the shortstop. Yeah, correct. So. Going over just those little pieces there, we're putting Band-Aids in places where we needed staples, right? Yeah. And the, that's not even the scariest part. To me, I look at the starting rotation, and I'm like, no, nah, man, that's that's not it. Like, no. Julio's going to go out there and pitch for a contract, and he's going to pitch his ass off. And that's that's he's going to go out there to get the $200 million yeah. from the Padres. Kershaw, Kershaw's at the but end of his career. Kershaw... At the tail end, still very effective, but he's maybe a three or four yeah. if you're on a World Series team. We tried another reclamation project in Noah Syndergaard, and he's getting his ass worked right now. <laughs> and the the four and five pieces, we were counting on Tony Gonsolin, the cat man, and he got hurt. And then the fifth piece was going to be Ryan Pepio, a rookie, and now we got a revolving door there. So what I'm getting at is that I haven't seen a team – lack the depth that the Dodgers normally excel in. They always have guys they plug in and make it happen. We're putting our chips in for J.D. Martinez, who might be over the hill, lead hitter, yeah. but if we're going to have to have him on the field, be a problem. David Peralta, again, another guy that at one point he was a contributor, but we're not going to be able to get a lot of him. Clay Thompson's brother, we want Trace. him out there to go and be a – he is a in-spurts guy. Yeah. And then – you go down the list, and all these guys don't sound like key contributors that you would want. You don't have that foundation. And if you're going to put it all on Mookie and Freddie and Will Smith, yeah, not a bad core, but everything around you 
it's not going to get it's there. It's looking weak, right? Are yeah. they going to make it to the playoffs? Yeah, if they don't, I'll be that'd be definitely still Jeez. a disappointment. The Diamondbacks look good. I ain't going to lie. They got they adapted to the new yeah. game and they are stealing bases, causing disruption. Leading and their pitching staff right is now. underrated. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, very underrated. Zach Gallen, uh-huh. very underrated. Oh, the yeah. pitching staff is underrated. So all in all, man, I'm not going to cry. Um, all in all, <laughs> you think you're going to be there? I I really think that this could be the year we miss it, right? Yeah. And if we miss it, as a Dodger fan, you have to have some reflection. Like, yeah, I mean, we were we were blessed, man. Ten years in the playoffs. Like the thing is, but you, then what do you? But then what do you do? I mean, as the ownership, do you go back and do you say, okay, let me go drop all this money again to build this team right you're back? You're not going to pay Mookie Betts. You're not going to pay Freddie Freeman to not be competitive. No, you have to. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. And then if you're going to commit money to Julio Urias, then you're not doing that. Yeah, if you're going to commit money. You're not doing that. Like, if they go out there and and the shit that would really drive me crazy is, they say Julio, he he finishes maybe, you know, another top three Cy Young finish. Yeah. We let that man walk. And, you know, I'm already nervous. Might as well trade him at that point. He he might. It depends how the season goes. But he might. Yeah. yeah. But at that point, he might end up within your your division. And and that would be a total slap in the face. Yeah. And then when that happens, then they're going to panic and pay half a bill to Shohei. Shohei don't want to go to the Dodgers. I'll tell you this right now. Shohei's going to go to San Francisco or Seattle. I said Seattle. Yeah. I, put, I put my money on Book Seattle. Book yeah. Yeah. yeah, They're going to come up with an enormous check because they know that they can cash that bitch. Oh, yeah. Because of all the extra revenue that they're going to get in two primarily Asian, I guess, hot bases, spots. Yeah, right. Spots, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... That's where I'm at, man. Dodgers are going to be competitive, and as a fan, you can't take that shit for granted, especially because most of my adult life, I've been able to cheer for somebody that has something to play for. I mean, your Cardinals been doing it forever, so you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, 100. But, you know, 2010, 2011 were lean years for the Dodgers, and those were some tough years. Matt Kemp was banging Rihanna, and we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and and now we're – you might be there again, so, uh, yeah, man. See, and I'm not, I'm not too quick to – say the Dodgers are going to have that bad of a year. I think they're going to be a very competitive team, honestly, for the division. I don't think the Padres run away with this like everyone expects them to. Maybe not run away with it, but I think they keep a – I think I think they build a lead and, and, and they keep a, a good a, a good distance, you know, pretty much throughout the season. And, we'll, and what kind of gets me is the Dodgers still have a huge run differential between anybody in the division. They're plus 24. You know who's next closest? The Padres plus one. Everybody else is in the negatives, and that's why I think this lineup still bangs. You might not know this might not be the same lineup that it once was, but this lineup still bangs. Oh, but like Jose said, it comes in spurts. Right. I mean, you're gonna well, get you're gonna get your 14, 15 runs in a game, and then what's gonna happen for the next two two series? Like you're gonna score three, four, five runs. You it's just I mean? a matter of this team will go as far as their pitching carries them. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see, and, I don't think, and that, that was always a staple for these guys. There's always something that they leaned on, and like, oh, we can get you know the bullpen to make it happen. And there's a lot of no names in that bullpen too, but they've always tra- they always transition. Where to Andrew Friedman, right, former Tampa Bay Rays executive. But Carlos, man, yeah, man, I, lo- I love the opt- optimism, man. But I mean, it's it's also with that much star power down south. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. it's hard absolutely it's hard no absolutely and then they're only going to get better. I mean Tatis will come back. I'm not sure. If I just Joe hope they, I just hope they fight, bro. Like I just hope I just hope Tatis sleeps with Juan Soto's wife. Yeah. After, I, after I was telling him, I'm like, I'm like, this is sick. If you're a Padres fan, you're absolutely yeah. loving all this. But that's a lot of like alpha men on that team. Oh, a man. lot. And like we talked about the other day uh, as well on the other episode. I mean, Tatis and Machado have gotten into it already. I'm asking you this question, Carlos, and you can answer this shit too. Who's the leader on that Padres team? Machado. It has to be Machado. Machado. But Machado 100%. was always looked at as immature with the Orioles, right? Uh, right. Yeah, but you've, right? you've seen that. And then, he, and then he, the moment that impressed me was when he pulled Tatis aside in 2021 when they fucked up and didn't make the playoffs, and he went crazy on him in the dugout. Cause well, he, and I think know, that's the turning point. That was a character arc, right? Where, that's where he moment, realized, right. like, you know what, fuck, I'm that guy. Like, I have to be that guy for this team to be good. Because apart from that, I mean – Xander, you saw him on the Red Sox. Dude's a key part, but he's not a very outspoken guy. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to pull someone aside and let him know, hey, like you're fucking up, or hey, you know, good job. Like he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. And Machado is very outspoken. So that's why I think Machado is has to be the captain of that team. No, Machado is 100% the captain of that team. Xander coming in and plugging him in, he's definitely that guy that 
I'm here to handle business, but I'm going to do it just quietly. I'm just going to play the game. You know what I mean? I'm here for whoever needs help. I'm here to, you know what I mean, to do as much as I can, you know, wherever I can, but I'm not going to be the Manny Machado. It's fucking crazy, man. Just thinking about it. So, like, they got Xander. They got Juan. They got fucking Manny and Tatis, bro. And you think about that collection of those, that kind of talent and... Juan Soto right now kind of been a little bit on the struggle bus. You know what I mean? Starting to figure it out, it seems like. But still, I think one of the best hitters in the game. Probably yeah. the, less, the I mean, best left-handed what, hitter in 24? the game. 24? Yeah, man. I mean, this is ridiculous, man. You know what I mean? So, that, that division is going to be fun to watch. I mean, just seeing the Padres finally maybe do what the Padres can do and going from there, right? So Obviously, crazy, so. man. So crazy. Yeah, 24 years old. <laughs> Well, jumping over a little bit into, you know, another little segment uh, we thought might be a little bit nice was doing a little bit of a player highlight. You know, you got a, again, early in the season, but you got a lot of guys doing a lot of great things right now. I mean, anyone that's kind of standing out to you guys right now that you guys have seen, you know, do some good things here through the first two weeks of the season? Carlos. Yeah, well, as a Yankees fan, I watched, you know, probably about 90% of their games. Garrett Cole has been on an absolute tear. Dude's been on fire. He cut his hair. He's having another kid. He's 3-0, 22 punchies, 1.4 ERA through three starts. 22 punchies. I mean. Ring him up, baby. Ring him up. <laughs> I, think, I think Garrett Cole might be a Cy Young. I mean, he has not won one ever. So this might be. You his, told me that. He's yeah. never won a Cy Young. That's what I said. Garrett Cole has never won a Cy Young. Always the bridesmaid. Never <laughs> exactly. <been the> bride. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that. But, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's, you know, shout out my guy Garrett Cole there. That is very true, yeah. I mean, that, no, that that's impressive. 3-0 and start. He's got like a one sub, one five ERA. I mean, just, just out there killing it, you know, on a regular basis. Doing what Garrett Cole has been known to do. And like you said, maybe this is his year. Doing what he got paid to do. There you go, especially out in New York, man. Oh, he lost that one fucking sham signing to Robbie Ray that yeah. year. That when one Robbie, sucks. When Robbie Way, Ro, Robbie, Robbie Way, Ray, yeah. <laughs> Robbie Ray had an absolute season for the ages that year. Yeah, so, man, that's true. That is very true. Jose, anyone standing out to you, man? Anyone that you're kind of keeping an eye on so far? So this one's gonna be a little bit from left field. This one uh, is not too known, but Jared Kalenic from the Seattle Mariners, outfielder that was a key piece in the Robinson Cano trade, was supposed to be the one that got away for the Mets. He was the one that when they traded him, they're like, fucking man's doing it again. Yeah. Steve Wolpon at the time, not the new dude, not the new owner, uh, but, uh, you know, he gave him up. That was their prized possession. And everybody was like, damn. He he struggled hard. Yeah. He was playing triple-A ball last year. And this year, due to Mitch Hanniger going away, a couple pieces going away, mm-hmm. to Oscar Hernandez playing right field, he got a, he got an opportunity. Bro, and he tank. had the, other the furthest home run I ever seen at Wrigley Field ever. <laughs> Bro, a tank. Uh, and beyond that, he had home runs in three straight games. With four straight games? Three. I don't remember, but he's in 385 right now with the 1.263 OPS. Hopefully, he figured it out um, because he's a tank, bro. So when he came down here to play against the Bees, he's a very stout 6'2. He's one that it looked like he had a very compact swing, and yeah. the power that they talked about. I saw it, but you know he was striking out like Chris Taylor. So I was like, yeah, I true. was like, damn. Well, maybe not. You know, freak athlete. I hope the best for him. But Jared Kalenic hopefully continues on what he's got going on. That's very true, man. Obviously, wishing everyone always, always the best. But yeah, that bomb he hit the other day in Wrigley, man. That I was like, was oh huge. my god, dude, just stroked for sure. I got a couple guys that I want okay, to bring Okay, okay, okay. Uh, just because, I mean, I feel like this week has been pretty exciting. Just, you know, individual accolades for a couple of people. Luis Arise from Miami. Ooh. Probably the best hitter in the game of baseball. Just all-around hitter. He's not going to do too much. He's going to, you know, hit little singles, find some grass, and then every now and then he'll turn on one and beat you over the fence. Right? But dude hits the cycle. Her, hits for the cycle the other night, the first in Marlins history. I mean, you got to give it up to the guy that's... That's an awesome feat for anyone to have. Can you imagine that? Marlins haven't had a cycle since, I mean, they've been in the organization for. 93, so 30 yeah, years. 30 years, never had a cycle. He especially, comes in. Especially when you brought in that new field that they built. I mean, that thing is massive, man. You think Lone Depot would, Park, yeah, baby. Yeah, man, you think someone would have done something I just think it's there. so crazy. He was there 
13 games and got the cycle. That's true, yeah. It was crazy you saw in the World Baseball Classic, man. It wasn't necessarily a coming out party because he was the toughest guy to strike out in the league for the last Last two years. Well, he won the batting title last year. won the batting title, right? And then for Venezuela, man, he almost put the U.S. to bed, man. Oh, yeah, he hit With those two tanks. He hit two. two. And one of them was, like, not a gimme. He fucking shit on it. So, and you're like, okay. But then for for your pick, so, and it's pretty cool, you know, he got traded. From the Minnesota Twins, right? Uh-huh. And the Marlins gave up Pablo, Pablo Lopez, Lopez yeah. who also should be on your list. That dude's fucking he's, he's chucking I mean, right and now. he did that last year, too, for Pablo. I mean, so you can't, I mean. It's, it's not it's a slap-sided trade. You know I mean? that, yeah. That's a pretty good trade. Yeah. Both sides, they both 100%. address needs and all that. So 100%. Very even got? trade both ways. I got Byron Buxton hitting number one, home run number 100 the other day, too. Byron Buxton coming up. Was one of the most talked about prospects for years. When he, for years, I mean, he was one of the most talked about guys. Injuries got to him. Injuries have kept him. Well, he was the number really... one prospect in the America at the time. Yeah. And ironically, the pick before him in the draft was on the same team as him. Was that he Carlos got drafted Correa. the same year as Correa? He was picked. He was picked too. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, injuries have kept him out of really having a full season and really showing everybody who he could be as a player. Because I think he's, I still think he could definitely be one of the best players in the league, no doubt. He does some shit but, that nobody can do. I mean, he's, he's got just it an all. athlete. He's got it all. Dude's an athlete. Yeah, he's got it all. He can hit. He can hit for power. Obviously, he can play the defense side of the game. He's, he's fast. I mean, the yeah. dude's especially with the bigger bases now and everybody yeah. wanting to steal bases. Bro, I mean, he can do it, but hats off to him, number 100. I mean, that's no easy feat for anyone, and for him to get it done, it's amazing. Going to uh, my Cardinals here, Jack Gosh. Flaherty. <laughs> Even though he's walked half the century, uh, he still has a sub-2 ERA. So there is one uh, little, little glimpse of light in that horrible rotation that the Cardinals have over there. So I have to give it up to him. Um, like I said, just a small light, I mean, but. The Cardinals need to figure it out. John Mosaic needs to figure out what he's doing over there. So, a little bit to him you there. You hitting the panic button over there? I'm not hitting the panic button yet. Not in the central, man. Not, yeah, that's why I'm not hitting the panic button because it's a central. The only team we really got to worry about is the Brewers. I mean, everybody's playing good right now in the central. The Brewers, the Pirates are still in second at eight and six. The Cubs are like six and five. And then you got the Cardinals at six and eight, right? So, I'm not putting the panic button on yet, but. When you got to play the bulk of your games against the pirates when they'll regress and then cincinnati you'll be fine man well you'd hope they regress i mean the pirates honestly look good to me right now they've started i mean you lose o'neill cruz that's a big piece so you'll see how well that carries you talked about it last time right you'll see how that affects it as you get going you're gonna have to put a lot of uh pressure on brian reynolds and andrew mccutcheon to do a whole lot over there so we'll see how that goes but that pigeon rotation needs to be fixed there's you're you're not gonna win like you said pitching is the the key to any team to get to the World Series, and right now that pitching rotation ain't doing it. I'm done on it. I'm over it. They need to go get Liberator or Liberator, however the fuck <laughs> you say his last name from Triple uh, A. Like why is he still down there? Like there what do you do? Like, you know what I mean? Like well, why? it sounds like this team might drive you to drink. Oh, and, and, <laughs> talk, and talk about drinking, man. Oh, oh yeah. So games are a lot shorter than they were before. On average, games are taking about two hours and 30 minutes, which is about 40-plus minutes shorter than they were before. And these teams got to make their money, right? what they do, Carlos? Yeah, so we got four teams, as of right now, um, that extended their beer sales into the eighth inning. Usually, uh, they stop selling at the end of the seventh inning. Uh, the Diamondbacks, the Rangers, the Twins, and the Brewers have all extended, and I believe the Astros, too, have all extended their sales into the eighth inning. Which, I, I get it. You got to make your money, but some people aren't a fan of that. Yeah, the guy who was it from the Phillies, right? Matt I mean, Stram. Matt Stram came out. He had some, had some pretty strong comments about the safety of people and, you know, driving home and doing all that stuff. I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? It's definitely it could be a, something of concern to people, but. At the end of the day, it's it's all it's all money. It's all you money, know what right? I mean? it's yeah. All, it's all you gotta find money. Like you said, money talks, and I mean, if you're gonna make a couple extra bucks by going just another inning, teams are gonna do what they're they gotta do. They're concerned about that money, right? <laughs> and you know, it's not gonna stop until some bad happens. If that were the case, but yeah, but I mean, everybody knows. I mean, you go to. If you're if you're a person, you go to a major league game, you go to a NBA game, you go to a NFL game, 
You know what I mean? How often are you down in freaking beer, down in alcohol, and then you're like, oh, you got five minutes to go get another one. Let me yeah, go run yeah. to the stand real quick and let me double well, fist so yeah. that, that way I have some to end the game till the game's over. You know what I mean? Well, and you stand in line for 40 minutes anyways. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, it's to me, I get it. Like, I understand the health thing and the safety thing. I see both sides of it. At the same time, to me, it's not that big of an issue because you should know that you shouldn't be drinking and driving. You should know that if you're going to be doing that, you should have it all set up. Obviously, people make stupid mistakes, and that's not anything that you can control. You know what I mean? But when you say you see both sides, Carlos, what do you what do you say? Well, I I see the why extend the beer sales into the eighth inning because yes, you got to make your money, and games are going a lot quicker. So I don't know. You go get your first beer in the first inning. Next thing you know, it's already the fifth, and you're still you know working on that first beer. Or you uh, as to regard like. Previously, games were three hours plus. You have way more time to drink. You, you finished that first beer in the third instead of the exactly. fifth. Exactly. <laughs> so now you're, you know, going back for another. But I also see the whole, oh, we're done in the eighth inning. Mm, well, now you have, I don't know, maybe, what, 30 minutes between the eighth and ninth inning to finish, depending on the game, to sober up necessarily, quote, unquote. Yeah. I mean, well, like I said, it, I mean, it is, it, you, do, you do have to, like, plan you know oh i'm going to drink time probably going to uber home i'm yeah. probably going to take the tracks i'm probably going to take the bus whatever it is but but like i said i mean i mean majority of the people i mean i mean be honest how often have you guys gone to a sporting event and been like oh this is your last chance to get a beer and you say oh let me go grab two so that i can finish one as the game's ending yeah. and you're probably still chugging that thing at the end of the game because yeah. you haven't finished it yeah. right i mean let's be honest it you happens. know what i mean like like it's it's getting done you know what I mean? It's been happening forever. So right. to say that it's like to say like, oh yeah, now people are gonna be drinking towards the end of the game. They've been drinking towards the end of the game. Yeah, like that doesn't change anything. Well, and a lot I mean? of these, a lot of stadiums have you know bars or stuff right outside, outside that stadium. So exactly. They go, they go straight from the stadium where they were already drinking into a bar where they're gonna drink some more. So exactly. I mean, and not every stadium is like that, but like Denver, for example, they Most have all those are. bars. Yeah, Most of them are like that. all those bars around right there in front of Denver. I mean, over at uh, what's the Braves? What's the Braves? Park? Sun, Sun Trust. Sun Trust. That yeah, whole you, fucking street. you walk outside of uh, you walk just out the gate of of right field, and you have fucking bars just all over the yeah. place right there. Like, what do you think people are doing right after the game? Probably during the game and throughout the rest and of the there, night. There's many. There's very little stadiums that don't have that. Yeah, Wrigley Field has that. I mean, the only one that comes to mind that doesn't have it is Dodger Stadium because it's Cause they're an enclave. Of a hill. They're an enclave. They ain't shit out there. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, to to that argument, Carlos, I agree. Like, people are gonna drink. They're gonna keep drinking. They're yeah. gonna be irresponsible. Keep being irresponsible. And with the adaptation of new rules comes change. And right. why not this? Well, and I mean, that's you know, that's what this year is all about. Is change. Change is everywhere. All over the place, man. It Talking is... about change, Bryce Harper, man. Tell Bryce me. Harper, man, making a change possibly over to first base. Look at my must just dropped dong. Oh. Talk about uh, being hot. What's that? Four hole, fourth home run of the week? That's five. Five? Five in four days. Hey, Max Muncy can still be a guy, dude. And, I mean, he's proving it right now, but that's another guy that's kind of in that lineup. It's an ugly dude, man. Oh, man. But uh, he hits bombs. His story's cool, bro. Like, I mean, he was, like, uh, working on the farm with his dad in Texas and gave up all on baseball at Baylor. He was a power hitter, but he couldn't really play the field. Uh, some teams took a flyer on him. That Oakland A's, ironically, took a flyer yeah. on him. Yeah, man, the Oakland A's and, took a flyer on anyone that they and, didn't gotta pay more than a grand. And he he just didn't really make it happen. And then the Dodgers have this Russian guy that just can. They have this uh, swing coach that just make it work. And here he is dropping dong. There he is, man. But beyond that, you were saying Bryce Harper. Sorry. Yeah, Bryce Harper. I mean, we saw a little glimpse of him possibly uh, trying to play a little bit of first base just so that way. Uh, um, he can get back to the game a little bit sooner, I guess, right? I mean, obviously the Phillies need as much help as they can get right now, but um, they're sitting at a at a pretty record of, what, 5-9 and nine right now, you know? They lost Reese Hoskins, and he's trying to rush things back, but, I mean, does that really... Does that really put him in the best of situations? I mean, I get it, you're not... Tommy John surgery, man. That's what so, I'm saying, so I Think I about your not... position players that have gotten there, right? The only one that I could think come to mind... Corey Seager got Tommy John in 2018 for the Dodgers, came back, 19, great. 2020 MVP they didn't really affect the position player obviously like it does a pitcher right it well and, and I think that's why but I mean you're still rushing it a little you're bit you're rushing sense. it you're you know rushing I mean? it but it's, that's my thing is is not necessarily that he's playing a different position or something but and I get it at first base you're maybe not putting too much tension on it still or anything like that but 
you're still rushing it in a sense. And to be play, paying a guy as much as you're paying Bryce Harper. Well, and that's say, your guy. And say, hey, let's let's try to get you back on the field a little bit sooner than expected by putting you at first. What happens if you do get a ground ball double play that you try to throw in a second and then, bam, it goes out again? Yeah, I mean, man. well, that's you know just, I mean? I mean, well, and it, it's just a risk they got to be willing to take because, I mean, they, like you said, they do have a lot of money invested in this guy. This is their guy that they built around. They brought Trey Turner, they have Kyle Schwarber. I mean, they have all these guys that are kind of built around him, but that injury risk, I think, is something you got to take if you want to be competitive with this core still. And I mean, yeah. he's not coming back next week or nothing like that, mm-hmm. but it's just. I think they this I don't think it's a terrible move. I mean, and they do have a DH slot, so he'll still DH. I mean, we've seen him take batting practice and look yeah. perfectly fine. I just think that's that's the move. If they're gonna make a move and bring him back, I mean, I think it's and this this would have never happened. Yeah. Never. The first, the first base could be a core for him to play every day. Yeah. Um, it could just be that he played it maybe one every three days. I mean, who else are you gonna have DH over there though? Schwarber. <laughs> I guess yeah, but you can throw his. Yeah. I'd rather throw left his ass out in left field than throw Harper out on the field. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Interesting things, but... Yeah, interesting things. Teams get desperate. Uh, uh, well, I mean... Well, that, I, I think it's too early for them to really be like, shit, like, what do we got to do? They're, correct. they're only what? They're five and nine, sure, but, I mean, we're early. This is still early on. I think it's but like a little early to be like panicked. Said, that's, a, that's a tough division over there, man. You, yeah. fall, you fall behind early, and you might not be able to catch up. Yeah. You know well, I mean, mean this is what happened last year. They got hot at the right time. Yeah. Philly was not ever gonna win that division until literally the towards the end when they like, they just barely squeak in with the new rules left. They got in with the wild <laughs> card. With the wild card, yeah. 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 Like and I said, man, you just gotta get games, hot. Yeah, you just gotta get true. hot. That's very true. One last take for me here, um, that I thought was very, very interesting was uh AJ Hinch uh, sitting Javi Baez oh, the other night for not tagging up with one out on a pop up to or a fly out, I guess, to center. He didn't know field. how many outs there were. Yeah, he wasn't paying attention. You know what I mean? But I mean, to me, props to AJ Hinch for Laying the taking down. him into you know behind the scenes, away from the cameras. That's you know, a pro right there. Letting him know, and Javi Baez grabs his shit, leaves the field. Right. I love that because of recent news with. Tyler O'Neill, I didn't like the way that one went down. So seeing AJ Hinch kind of do this and the way he approached it, I think was very professional. I really appreciated it. I really liked the way he went. You don't like it. the way your boy Oliver did it? Hell no! What? <laughs> how you gonna, how you gonna put your how you gonna put one of your players on blast like that, man? Yeah, man. First year manager, man. Well, I no mean, experience. You gotta you gotta protect your team. You gotta protect your guys at all costs. Not throw them you under know? the bus. Not throw them under the bus. Not throw them in front of the media to get eaten to get eaten. You know what I mean? Like. Like, you just, you don't do that as a manager. You know what I mean? Like, what A.J. Hinch did, he he let them know that th- this is the way we play. This is what we're going to do. Regardless but, of how good we are. Exactly. I mean, but I'm not going to blast it to the media and let the media know before we probably say anything to you. Like, you know what I mean? So, I just cool. wanted to tip my cap to A.J. for that, man. That was that was a good one for that I really liked from what I saw this week. How much of it is it do you think that Javi Baez knows that, you know what, the Tigers aren't going to be good? I mean, I know he wouldn't purposefully get outs like that he probably did didn't know how many outs there were but like i don't think he cares like, i think you're onto to, something there because yeah. i mean he wasn't he was animated when he was on the mets that's what i'm saying like uh because they were playing for something right and he's playing with his homie you know lindor and with the tigers he took the money and he realized that well and that's all that's all what that was like he, he won his world series he got that out of the way so now he just wanted to get paid the tigers might have been the team stupid enough to give him all that money but I think a lot of it is him just being like, you know what? Like, what do we have to compete for, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see that point of view. I think Javi Bias has been a bust since... I mean, he he was he didn't really show a whole lot. Even He's when just he flashy. Was that, yeah, he was. He's just he was, a human highlight. Yeah, He's just the PDD of baseball. Exactly. <laughs> Showing off, doing all his moving and shit. Exactly. Not he didn't working. show a whole lot when he was with the Cubs, even when they won that World Series. You know what I mean? Yeah, he maybe had a key home run or a nice little play here and there, but... You can't say that you were like, damn, this guy's going to be good for fucking years and years to come. I mean, I mean he, he did have, you know, uh, iconic moments on that Cubs team, and he, he's been very marketable. But Well, that's what it is. I think he's just more marketable because of his swag, of how he, his yeah. charisma on the field, you know, his flashy the plays, energy his slides, how he, yeah. you know, avoids slides and stuff like that. But when you look at the numbers, he's not that good. No, he's definitely not. I mean... Yeah, I don't see it, but like that was you said, a good, that was a good one. He got paid and uh, kind of did his own thing, and now he's like, "Well, whatever, I'm getting money regardless." So, right? You know? Yeah, man. 
But. Well, and you still got to think. You still have a guy like Miguel Cabrera in that, you know, dugout. I'm first. Yeah, but Miguel's on the same well, thing. Well, no, none, on his way. Yeah, he's well, like, right. right, I'm just chilling and enjoying right. the I'm, rest I, of right. the season. Right, I'm not like, saying, you know, because of him they're going to go out and compete now, but I'm saying, like, that's where he steps in. Like, hey, Javi, like, you know, you got to fucking still play. Yes, you got paid, but you can't be out there just fucking. Oh, yeah, but like I said, Miguel they Cabrera's probably, on. probably his... it in, man. Yeah, he's, he's, probably, he's on the way out, too. He's like, man, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, this is my last season. I'm just here to enjoy it and take it all in for one yeah, more time. That, that uh, could be it, too. But yeah. I, I don't I don't see Maggie being a guy like that. Yeah, I guess you could see. Well, Carlos, any last takes from you on uh, anything that you kind of wanted to talk about from this past week of baseball uh yeah just a quick shout out logan webb he got that paycheck baby five years 90 mil dude got paid collect that bag baby collect dude that got bag. paid he's been an absolute stud for the giants since he came in i mean that's a great ace right there that's i mean he's he's got some good stuff man i mean he's now kind you, of kind of off to a shaky start this year but I mean that sinker ball he throws, the changeup he throws to back it up. I mean he's he's got some nasty stuff over there. Going to be good for a long time for sure. Um, speaking of extensions though, uh, who else was it that got another extension? Ian Happ. Ian Happ with the with Cubs. The Cubs. Correct. Yeah. Three years, sixty-one million dollars. Ian Happ is pretty underrated, I would say. I mean he's a pretty yeah. he's a real good ball player. Hits the ball well. Hits the ball with power too. So, I mean that's big props as he's uh, up to. Is that him up to bat right now? Yeah. As he's up to bat right now. 3-2 ball game. Cubs are up on the Dodgers, top of the eighth right now. Former U, Andre Jackson pitching right hey. now. Hey. Shout out, shout out to the Utes, baby. Maybe we'll get some of those guys. Hey, to, they're uh, getting a field, too. I know. Yeah. I did see. Well, they're losing uh, yeah, Smith. yeah. So, they got to get a new field somewhere. Right. I doubt they're going to drive all the way out to freaking Daybreak to go play some baseball. To go so. look at townhomes. <laughs> yeah, town yeah. That's what they says. <laughs> oh, man. Jose, any last, uh, any last comments, any last things you want to make sure peop- the people know about from this week in baseball? Hey, man. Well, first of all, thank you, man. Of so course, thank you so man. much for having me, man. This is fun, bro. You know, as a three-time field podcaster, <laughs> like, it, this, is, this is always fun, man. No matter how far it goes, it's always fun. And uh, baseball really is what I truly love. Like I love all sports. Obviously, I'm, I think I'm a sports fan, but baseball is the one that I get really deep into seeing who's coming up next, who the next guy is, and all that. And essentially, oh, fuck. That's why he yeah, got paid. That's why he got that contract, baby. Big old yeah. bong, big old bong from Ian Hat there. Four two Cubs. It looks like the Dodgers might be done for the night. That fucking hanging changeup, bro. <laughs> Beyond that, uh, so so uh, from this last week, man, uh, I think that a lot of these big stars that got big paychecks are on shelves right now. And another one that just hit the shelf, Corey Seager, hamstring problem, man. So, you know, Corey, he had he had a lot of injuries in his tenure with the Dodgers. He missed a lot of piece, uh, big pieces of seasons, starting in 2018 when he got the Tommy John surgery, and then he had back issues and all that. So he's he's always been one, and at six four. 240 is a big man. Like people don't understand style. that this guy's Kyle Ripken from the left side, and and he's a big dude playing that premium defensive position. And when he was coming up with the Dodgers, the number one thing was he's gonna be a third baseman. Like, I don't know why they're messing around. Just throw him at third, throw him at first, and he's like, no, I want to. Oh motherfucker! Back to back. This <laughs> night ain't getting any better for Jose. In case y'all haven't noticed. Hey, we ain't claiming him no more. He didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, bro. Oh, man. Uh, so, so yeah, Suzuki, solo bomb, number one on the season. God damn, bro. And uh, so with Corey, the thing is, one of the sweetest swings from the left side, yeah. uh, yeah. one of the sweetest swings, uh, one that drives for power, but, yeah, sorry, hits for average, but also, you know, has a, as big as he is, has a lot of power. And I have one really fond memory of Corey Seager. So back in 2015, he was 19-year-old, Playing for the Oklahoma City, yeah, give up another home run, fucker. Uh, <laughs> he was a 19-year-old uh, playing for the Oklahoma City Dodgers, and he got the opportunity to get called up. And I went and watched him here play against the Bees. He had a three-homer game. Damn, three-homer game, man. And everybody was going crazy. Like all the, I was sitting next to some guy, and we were just chopping it up about how Dodgers just find these guys because the year before Corey was Jock Peterson uh-huh. and. After Corey, it was Cody Bellinger. It was all they keep finding these guys, right? But Corey, man, he is—he is a bona fide dude. He can really be an MVP candidate, but he hasn't strung it together in a way where 
a team like the Rangers want to see, right? People forget, man, he was third in the MVP voting the year that Chris Bryant won the MVP. Uh, Corey Seager's that guy, and I hope he gets healthy soon. The oh, Rangers have a lot of things to be excited. No way. No way. Uh, <laughs> Cody Ballinger with the morning track power back in L.A. for the first time. Anyway. But, man, I'll be on that, man. Super happy. Thank you guys for having me on, man. Oh, man. Of course, man. And we're, like I said, we're uh, hopefully we'll be able to have you back someday, you know, yeah. get some more insight. Obviously brought a lot of great information uh, to this podcast today that I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy. Um, but we really appreciate it. You know, we'll get back on again. Hopefully uh, you guys will hear from us here soon again. One last shout-out before we go. Jordan Walker, baby. 12 games to start his career. Got to give it up to the that rookie, man. That is very man. impressive. Got to give awesome. it up to the rookie, man. I just awesome. got to make sure we shout him out. But, again, Jose, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. We really enjoyed it today. Carlos, another great episode here from us at the Ring Em Up podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next time.